and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 60. This week my guest is Caroline Noe. Caroline is a science fiction and fantasy author and she's written some really great fantasy books with a good pinch of humour so stick around to hear her talk about her work. Okay so at my desk this week, well at my desk this week I'm very busy as I said last week um, promoting my new book The Midwitch and um, you know that is taking up quite a bit of my time Uh, but then what else can you do? You've just got to get out there and have a go at it. But it's going quite well, and and um, you know I'm I'm really pleased with the results so far. And I think it's you've kind of got to get in there for the long game with this um, advertising and um, you know generally marketing it and and seeing you know where you can take it. Uh, and what else? Well, I've been um, trying to get on with the concentrating and getting on fin- finishing the book two for this. And what I find is. If there's a lot going on, not that there's a lot going on in the house, but if my husband's busy doing some jobs and he's kind of clacking around in the kitchen, and I really can't complain because he does do most of the cooking now, which is great. Um, but my office is just off the kitchen, so sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, please be quiet, I just need to concentrate. Um, so what I do is I put the old uh, noise-cancelling headphones on and I play something through the through the noise-cancelling headphones. And I'm not, I quite like a bit of music, but I find it quite off-putting. And generally, what I listen to is something, you know, what I suppose you'd call it like white noise and rain is very good. So I quite often just go onto the um, onto Google and just, you know, Google something like rain for sleeping or some such nonsense. And you can get some good sort of thunderstorms and rain pattering on the roof and that kind of thing. And uh, it's excellent. But what I do find is it does make me feel really cold. And I suppose I I get really cold when I'm sat for any length of time anyway. So so it kind of occurred to me the other day because uh, I was writing a scene where my characters were in a pub in the winter sitting next to a crackling fire. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I've put a crackling fire on there, that that might, um, you know, be a good thing to listen to while I'm writing this this pub scene. And so sure enough, I put in this, you know, put in a search for crackling fire and uh, got a... um, a crackling fire with rain and actually that was quite good <laughs> and, i mean i think it all just sounds like a load of crackles really it's only because you your brain's going oh this is rain and a crackling fire but i'm sure if you heard it and nobody had given it a name it would just sound like a load of load of crackles and pitter patters you know does it sound like that really i don't know and uh, anyway but i put that on and actually it worked really well and was i as cold afterwards i wasn't as cold because some part of my brain had told myself that i was you know it the sounds that I was hearing were fireside sounds, you know, with kind of rain pittering on a window. And I didn't I didn't sort of uh, finish my writing session being quite so perished as I normally am. So perhaps I should um, uh, put in other sounds that are warmer, warmer sounds like, you know, um, I don't know, waves on a tropical beach or something. <laughs> I'll let you know how I get on. Anyway, so that was all good. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm plowing on. I'm trying to, you know, get on this week and really finish this this book too I'm just coming up to the end bit which is quite nice because I kind of know you know obviously the story is reaching its climate so it's quite it's quite nice to write that point you know when you get to that that point when you're going along and I'm trying not to get distracted because other other stories at this point are popping into my head for other books that I want to write and I'm trying not to go sometimes I think oh I'll just open up a document and I'll just 
you know, jot down the first couple of chapters. But the next thing I realise is I've, I've fiddled around for half an afternoon and really I should be getting on with work in hand. So I'm kind of banning myself from even making notes about other stuff that I think I want to get on with. Um, the trouble is, uh, you know, people always say to writers, you know, oh, where do you get your ideas from? To be honest, ideas are not the problem. I have more than enough ideas. It's actually seeing an idea all the way through to the end, you know, taking it right the way through. And as an independent published author, you know, uh, it's it's a lot. You know, you're not just writing the story and then sending it to the editor. You know, you're writing the story. You know, you're editing it a lot yourself before you send it to the editor. And uh, and then there's all the other stuff that you need to do as well to bring it into the world. Um, and as I do my own book covers and artwork and all that kind of thing, you know, it's a lot to you know, start a project and finish it and actually see it out there. So, yeah, so it's all good. So, you know, so I'm banning myself from even, tr I'm trying not to even let my mind start thinking about other things that I want to start because, yeah, let's just get this one finished and it's it's so nearly there now. So it's good. The other thing is what I find is when I'm, when it's off at the editors and then I'll probably draw the illustrations in that month that, um, Hannah Sharples is my editor. While she's got that, I'll probably draw the illustrations over that month. And while I'm sort of sitting there drawing, that's a great time for thinking about other stuff. My mind, I don't need a lot of my brain to draw. I can just do that. It's 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 um comes really naturally to me. So I, you know, it's a good time to, you know, think about other things and perhaps think about book three and maybe some other bits and pieces that I've kind of got on the back burner in my head. Anyway, so that's enough of me. Um, come and read meet Caroline Noe. Sorry my voice is a bit croaky. It's quite early in the morning here as I'm, it's not early in the morning. It's early for me, but I'm not a morning person as I've often said. Um, so I'm a bit croaky, so I apologise for that. But uh, I don't think I was quite so um, croaky when I recorded this interview. So come and meet Caroline Noe. Quite an interesting character. No, you're going to love her. So on the words and pictures this week, my guest is Caroline Noe. She writes science fiction and she's a fantasy author, but she also writes recently a bit more humorous stuff and um now i you know before i start these podcasts i go into people's things and i have a look at what they do and i have a look at their work and bits and pieces and uh, i came across um caroline's blurb for the first in these more humorous pieces of work uh and the book is called a wolf so grim and mangy um so here's the blurb, because I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it completely took me by surprise when I read it. It made me laugh out loud when I read it. I thought it was just really, really clever. So I just would like to share it with you before we start talking to the author. So here we go then. A land of darkness drowns in despair. It's called my office. When I'm not typing manifests, I churn out fantasy books no one reads. Less young adult, more MAD, middle-aged disappointment. So when I'm gifted a magic book for Secret Santa, I can't believe my luck. One miserable once upon a time later, and I'm marooned on a frozen mountain, heaving with weirdos, biting each other's throats. The snake's oily, the eagle's bald, the bear's accident-prone, and my handsome pr prince is more cheesed-off wolf, busy scratching, and I've no idea who the villain is, unless it's me. Worst of all, I've no way home, and the mangy wolf's got the hots for me. Growing old is no fairy tale. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Caroline. How are you? Hello. <laughs> very good, very That's, good blurb. Very good blurb. Completely it's took me strange to hear it read out. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very good because I was reading it and I thought, oh, has she put 
it just seems so real to me. And then it made me laugh and I realised how very clever it was. And obviously it's going to be a great book, which I should be downloading tonight when I'm sat on the sat there, sat there with my Kindle. Um, yeah, really clever. And what I think is interesting is you and I oddly have just started writing some stuff. Well, obviously you're a book ahead of me. We've just started writing some stuff where we're featuring an older woman and having a bit of a take on midlife and taking the mickey out of it a little bit, but telling a few yeah, truths on the I way. Saw <laughs> I saw yours as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so. What what was the breaking point that made you suddenly decide that that's what you wanted to write? Well, it's actually funny because if you said my, all of most of my previous stuff has been quite serious. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And some would say really very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a a moment in life, I think, when I finally became comfortable with myself being of a certain age can we say yes um and at the same time mentally um things really looked up for me and I thought you know I, I would rather write something lighter but it's because I love fantasy books and sometimes I do love those YA fantasy tropes and staples but it became more and more obvious to me that there was nobody of my age in them mm. And if they were in them, they were either some, you know, miserable so-and-so or, you know, just non-existent. And then I thought, wouldn't it be fun to put a woman of my own age with all of my baggage um, and into experience. and experience um, into that setting and see how she gets on? Um, and it just rolled all off, the, you know, the the just rolled away when I started yes. writing it yeah. and you could put all your own hang-ups and everything in there and I thought if a woman of experience comes across all of these tropes what would she do mm. and how would she react to them like instant love I yeah mean, you're just going to go oh get over That'd yourself be ridiculous yeah the one bed <laughs> trope. ridiculous yeah, the one bed trope. We're going to say sleep on the floor, mate. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> and, you know, there is there's a moment in there where, I mean, it's so secret as you can read from that, that our handsome prince has got the mange. Yeah. And um, and turns into a wolf and her reaction to him turning into a wolf. I think it's a perfectly reasonable reaction yeah. To, yeah. to that kind of thing happening before you. But it was really all of my own hang-ups, if you like, and, and my own desires of why do I love fantasy? Yes, yeah. You know, and I think the, the dedication on that book, if you look, it's, I think it says something along the lines of um, for the ageing, menopausal and snarky, we deserve our fantasy too. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think I it's very, very and, and, and It's very odd because I've come to the same thing you know, within my own writing, which is so which is why it's such fun to talk to you, because I've written grimdark fantasy for years. And, mm-hmm. You know, I've written quite a lot of that. I also write for children because I used to be a teacher. But that's another story. But I, you know, and I do do that. And then I sort of thought I've, I've been messing about with kind of witches for a while. And I'd kind of had a bit of a dark fantasy in my head about a witch. I'd begun to write it. And then I thought, what if she wasn't young? What if she was old? And then as soon as I changed her age, she really became me really, on so many levels. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, not a witch. <laughs> I'm not a witch, but suddenly, like yourself, no. I started to write in the first person and suddenly, suddenly I it was funny yeah. because I'm, you know, 
although I write serious stuff, if you meet me, I'm quite funny, you know. And, and I just thought it's very funny that that's, this has come out at this time of my life. And also, I think some of it's a bit edgy. I've got quite a few sex scenes in my books, and but they're real sex scenes. They're not, they're not, you know, the woman doesn't have multiple orgasms and then everything's oh. great and she's absolutely, you know, breathless. You know, she's like thinking, Christ, what should I cook for dinner? And not again. <laughs> and, and it's a bit more like real life, you know. And uh, I think you get to a certain age also within your writing where I actually don't care now. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm writing exactly what I want. I don't there I'm is that. Writing, yeah. And I think um, that's actually quite a good place to be. I mean um when I I put the book out. Um, I was very particular that this wasn't your. I mean, t- she's pushing sixty. That's what, she, what the age for the, the character. And I made sure that it wasn't a sixty-year-old Hollywood version of sixty. Yes, I um, where they're all yeah. incredibly. You know, I won't name names, but still, um, you know, look how beautiful she is, and she's this age. I'm thinking, well, most <laughs> of us probably didn't look like that when we were like 20 Um, and now at this age you know I'm not saying you you you're a ruin but my character has sciatica yes excellent yeah she's got um weight in various places which we tend to put on after the menopause she's post men you know the menopause symptoms it's all in there but she's extremely funny um and she's got an awful lot of wit and savvy about her and inside this this plot she's exactly what they need yeah but I have said that their their chosen one was supposed to have been young and beautiful with all the hair and she shows up yeah oh that's lovely yeah I like that <laughs> it's, it's really not what they yeah. what their legend or their their yeah. prophecy said it, she's nothing like it and she begins to realize the person who didn't like her very much and who gave her the book probably was their chosen one <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's excellent. So that's where yeah. we're going. And the other thing that's interesting that you were saying is this is the first time I've written in first person because usually I don't. Yes, me too. Yes, I never do. Um, I never have before. And this is the first time. And I don't know why. I, I wonder if it's a comedy. Yeah. Yes, possibly. Or, or is it? Is it because you're? Although I'm, you know, obviously we're both writing fiction, but but I, but within that fiction, there's a lot of truth about what it is like to be a, a middle-aged woman and how how you feel, yeah. you know, and uh, and and you know what's happening to your body and how you're literally going through this, you know, second adolescent thing. You're you're going through a different coming of age, you know, where yes. where you where you're either going to lay down and give up or living well say actually, you know what, I'm still fine. You know, and, and, and you know what, I've re- I'm going to reinvent myself. Exactly, yes, exactly that. And and I think once you start, and that, I I just felt I had to write that in the first person. When I just began to write a draft of it, there it was, and I thought, oh, how very strange that this has come out in the first person, and I've never before written in the first person. But I find it um quicker, actually. How about you? <laughs> Uh, I did, but I also found that a lot of the humour I'm being told by people who have read it is that uh, we're right inside her head. So we are hearing her reaction, even if it's whether or not it comes out of her mouth to a lot of the things that are going on around her. Um, And that I thought you just can't do that without first person. Yeah. But um, even writing the blurb in first person. It's great. That's why I loved it. For me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. I thought that was I thought it was. I really tried cool. writing a traditional um, blurb in a way, and I just thought, no, it needs to be the voice of the yeah the person that we're following. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was interesting. There was one criticism that was made after I published the book, and this person said that they didn't like me writing a middle-aged to aging person with all of those physical ailments or hang-ups and the rest of it. And I thought, well, I think quite a lot of us have them. Yes. Yeah, that's especially physical ailments. Yes. Just yeah. wanted a a true middle-aged lady with all of the possibilities and baggage, but in a fantastical setting. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, I think it's great to have that. I, re- I really do. Well, you know, that's why I'm writing my thing. That's why you're writing your yeah. thing. So, so that was the first in your in your ser- in your series. Has your series got a name? It's called the Mangy Wolf Saga. The Mangy Wolf Saga, of course it is. So yep. I've also been and, in uh, Mangy is, is the number first one. book. And then your second yeah. book is... Uh, is a, a Song of Mange and Poison. A Song of Mange and Poison. And that's where I met you on social media because you yes. drew this crown saying this was my awful drawing. But actually it was a very drawing good drawing. Of Lots of people don't <laughs> understand an ellipse. So I think you can draw better than you think, actually. There <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was always my... You know, I always wished uh, to have certain... Um, talent and I have some um, but that was always the bottom of my capabilities so I am yeah. surprised <laughs> yeah oh no I thought it's fine and uh, but actually the, uh, joking aside and you know a genuine um, I generally think that was a good drawing but the but the point was the the book covers are great you kind of look at them you cast your eye on them and you think ah, oh, and then you go hold on a minute there's a little bit of humor in here there's it's not quite what you think and I think that's clever as well so whoever your book cover designer is they've definitely yes, got, very got good. that right he's, yeah he's very good and I've used the same one for all of my books the same yeah. guy because he he, he gets me yeah. um, we may have a few goes at it but he gets me and this particular the the sequel a song of mange and poison if if book one was almost poking fun at YA fantasy Book two is kind of poking fun at sort of house politics, a bit like Game of Thrones. Yeah. So we're coming into um, their happy ever after goes straight out the window because of uh, the rest of their relatives arrive. Yes, yes, <laughs> that'll do it every time. Actually, and, and yeah. do you know? Do you, do you know who your book designer is? You think of his name? Or? It's more the the company is called More Visual Limited. Yeah. Uh, they're here in the UK. And yeah. uh, my designer at the company is called Ollie. Ollie, okay. I'll, Ollie. I'll put his. I'll put that in the show notes, for people. So that's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, they they definitely work. Um, they they're very um impactful, and I you know I like this kind of thing because uh, the other thing is when you're writing, um, Caroline, I've noticed when I read your bio that you're also a photographer. So how do you yeah. how do you think that informs your writing? Do you think it helps? Do you think you see things in a visual way? I have always seen things. Um, in a visual way if you like when I'm um, right from a child story on has always in, unfolded in my head in pictures mm-hmm. uh, so people have said this before that my even my previous writing in fact more so my previous writing tends to unfold as though I'm watching a movie yeah or um, a tv program and way back I was for a while I was an actor and singer um, and then when I started to write I was actually writing screenplays yeah the first um, but the photography came about during a very bad period of my life when someone suggested to me something else that I might like to do that was different entirely from everything I was doing. And again, I pretty much never picked up a camera. I never took pictures when I was on holidays. I never took family pictures. I wasn't interested. But they gave me the camera and uh, I suddenly discovered a love. And yes, mm. the first thing it did 
other than just get me out and about and all sorts of places, was I did indeed start to look at things differently. Mm. Yeah, um, even from angle and viewpoint, but it, it's analyzing what makes a good photograph, what, take, what makes a good shot is very akin to story because mm. you're telling a story with your with your photograph. Mm. So um yeah. So I, it's I almost like it. analyzing a scene, isn't it, within the thing. You're trying to think, you know, what yeah. what what do you see? What does the person see in that? How do and you changing react and to changing it? your angle. What showed me is that uh there's a lot around me I completely was not not seeing. Mm. I was almost blind to a great deal of life until I took up photography. Yeah, interesting. When it all, all the stories started to come out in what I was taking. But I, I soon discovered, and you could say you can tell who I am because I'm the one lying on my back or standing on a chair or something to change the angle yeah. of something because it just looks different. Yeah, yeah, complete, completely different. Yeah, in, interesting. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's interesting how, you know, two people could, you know, if you gave – I mean, I used to be a teacher, so – you know, if you gave kids a writing project or you gave them an art project, um, you know, if you did, if you taught it right, if you gave them the right input, they, each one should come out with an entirely different reaction to what you've, you know, yeah. asked them to do creatively. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that that's the, the joy of it, really. And it's also the joy of writing. And to a certain extent, I think the readers um, don't always react how we think they will as well so which is which is another point um, of view that's actually quite entertaining because sometimes things have been read into work that I mean this is why I would never say the author meant this because you just have no idea no what the author meant you know what you what it means to you yeah um and yeah sometimes people have read things in or seen things that I didn't realize were there yeah but that's and, good but it's out of your hand yeah, become somebody else's business. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also, I think you have um, your subconscious is, is bringing things into the writing. I think, uh, or artwork, whatever you're doing, and and sometimes you can't see that. It's only somebody from yeah. the outside looking in can go in, go and go. Oh, of course, you've you're this, that, the other. That's the influence of your mother or whatever, you know. And then you think, oh, actually, maybe <laughs> might not want to admit it. Yeah. But if you followed the progression of the books that I write, you could probably see how life has changed for me over the space of that period yeah how how long how long's this the period how long's this time uh i started to write um firestone key which is the time traveling uh sci-fi i started to write in 2017 and published it in 2018 and that was my first book mm-hmm. it was actually a quite short space of time of uh, about five years yeah six years yeah yeah, so there's quite quite a few that you you've got out there. And and how do you what's your work in progress now? What are you planning to the to get the next one in this? You're going to write more of this kind of series. There's an, there is paranormal. at least another one. There is um, a trilogy. Uh, I yeah. didn't start out to write a trilogy, by the way. I started to write uh, Wolf So Grim and Mangy was supposed to be a standalone. It was supposed to be a one-off thing. You know what? I'm going to write this funny comedy um, about being middle-aged and in the fantasy setting. That's it. But I love the characters so much. <laughs> <laughs> it just went on um so exactly so we are going to finish um with the third one which i think is going to be well i know it it's going to be epic it's going to be a mickey take of the lord of the rings style yes yeah 
we're going yeah. it, we're heading into epic territory by the end yeah. of it yeah. and that will be the that um and then we'll have to see there are some other ideas i've got um yeah. i don't know that i want to write maybe another fantasy so quickly i might go back to sci-fi or even something yeah. else who knows yeah well perhaps we'll have an older you know perhaps we'll have a paranormal women's fiction in a science fiction you know um mm category uh you know in in that kind of setting might be good fun i think yes i, ju- I just want to put women of our age in all of this stuff you know, I yeah because yeah. yeah. i think it's i think it's just quite fun so, you and, know people would said what though the characters of our age group they're they're either not there at all just yes. sleeping non-existent yeah or they're they're just kind of ciphers aren't they um yeah somebody's mother or somebody's, somebody's mother grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're more than somebody's mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's quite interesting. I have, I mean, you can't really see it in here, but I have quite long grey hair. It looks a bit darker in here, but it's quite white, streaked. And uh, I, I, I find um, it's a really strange thing because I find it irritates a lot of people. <laughs> and I get told a lot. Why didn't you dye your hair? You'd look younger. Well, I don't want to look younger. This is what. No, this is what I'm, fifty. This, this is, is what fifty. This is what fifty nine looks at, like. It's looking it in here, but I'm actually completely grey. I've yeah. quite a few years back. I yeah, decided, um, yeah. and it's white in streaks again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just one morning I woke up and said, "I'm not going to do this anymore." I yeah, me too. To. Yeah, that's what I thought, and I just thought. Um, and and I think you know, I look in the mirror now, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I don't feel, you know, I am who I am, and yeah, yeah, I'm grey. Being comfortable in your skin and suddenly having yeah. this this thing where you're just thinking, you know what, this is what this is what fifty nine looks like, and I'm actually fine. And the hairdressers go, but you look much younger. I said, I don't want to look younger. I just want to look good for my age. Good for my age is fine. I don't need to look anything else. I paid for know. these lines, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is it. And it was funny because my my daughter said a really sweet thing to me the other day, and I actually thought normally I'm very body positive, but her little hand, she's she's a grown up lady, she's twenty five, and um she's she's there, and I I was looking, she'd had her nails done, and I said, oh, your nails look lovely, darling, and she said, oh yes, and uh, and then I put my hand on her little hand, and and she and I said, oh God, my hands look so old next to yours, and she said, yeah, but mum your hands have done such a lot. And I thought, what a lovely thing to say. And I thought, that's actually great. And I said, yeah, yeah. they have. They've done a lot. Yeah. And that's what they look like now. And, and that's partially fine. why. And yeah. that, if you ask why, you know, why am I, did I write the book is because, um, and we do have a, we do have a second, completely second or third or fifth chance romance between our two um, mangy items. Um, yeah. He's just as, he's just as old and yeah. in his own way. He's got, he's got a bit of a, arthritic hip yeah. as his wolf and the rest of it but they have a really fabulous romance for older people and I loved writing that because yeah. you know what life is life and we're not giving up on life and quite the opposite actually yeah no exactly and and I think you have you don't have this because what started me on it was I was on the TikTok thing because there's all these books on TikTok that are getting mm. bigged up. And I read some of them. And they were very entertaining. And I'm not going to name any authors or anything because it's not where I'm coming from. But they were very entertaining. And I read them, read a few series. And and then I thought, yes, but they're all delightful young women and good luck to them. But what about my representation? What about somebody like me? You know, and that's kind of what started it. And I just thought it was, it was kind of yep. fun to kind of think 
exactly like yourself, you know, what would somebody my age, if I was the heroine in that story, you know, would I have put up with that nonsense? Probably not, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it, was, it was just a different, a different kind of thing. Yes. Interesting. And I think um, quite often the heroines in books are so often slightly naive. And and yeah. it's quite interesting. No, never mind about the age thing, even if you put that aside. Just just having this older head on your shoulders, you you're just not quite so easily taken in, you know. And that that's exactly where we go. Yeah, and, and also she's, not taking she's the voice of hold on a minute. Yes, <laughs> <she's> the voice <laughs> of right. so you've got so you're arguing with him, you're arguing with him, but none of you have actually ever asked <laughs> Yeah. Does she ask questions that nobody knows the answer to around yeah. her? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You just don't take things at face value. You give yourself a minute. Yes. You stand. You stand back, and you think, "Well, hang on a minute. Let's let's have a little think about this person. See what they do next." You know, you don't. And, and also, I think quite often within the within so many heroines that you read, they are um uh very taken up with looks and money or luck, looks and wealth. If there's not money in the yeah. situation, it might be some other kind of wealth. And and sometimes you think um or looks and power you know wealth yeah. power you know that kind of thing yeah. and and I think when you get to a certain age you realize that it's kind of not what it's about really and I think there's been again I'm not naming anything but there's been um a spate of books where I would and I've read them where I would suggest that those those men are actually abusive yes um, and um just because they happen to be staggeringly attractive that's all going to be fine uh well it actually it isn't yeah and actually sometimes you sort of think I don't know all the feminism that I've fought for over my life mm. and then you read some of this stuff and you kind of think exactly like you've thought I sort of thought well actually that's just not okay you know no. just just to, just to think you know I don't know is it the we could get into a whole conversation about we Donald. could um, and you know I'm sorry I start to sound my age and I sound like people's mothers when uh when I say this but you know you you want the best for people yes exactly well I'm the mother of daughters so I'm I'm always like rah, 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 you know? <laughs> anyway let's leave it there and let's uh let me ask you this so I see um Caroline that you are self-published yes yeah, like myself. So you're self-published, and are you are you going wide, or are you mostly in K? I am wide. Or, yeah, or you've got no, no. Um, yeah. A few months back, I made that decision that uh, it was time to come off KU and to go yeah. wide. So yeah, uh, it's early days uh, yeah. with the wide, but it seems to be working out for me. Oh, that's good. So, so where have you, who have you gone wide with? Are you putting it on D two D? Yes, it went yeah. with D2D and with Google Play at the moment. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yes, yeah. all the, the D2D D2, D2 platforms. I couldn't make it stick. It is. It's not, it's not working out badly. I mean, it, it takes time. Sometimes You've got to build all of your uh, readership again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's probably working out slightly better than early days than I thought. But, you yeah. know, it is. But the one thing about being an independent author, as you're well aware, is the marketing. Yes, it's all about the marketing, mm. and, and I think I think you get, um, you know, you get much more savvy about it as you go on, you know, and uh, and I think that's that's what it's all about. I I think um, I found going wide. I'm not I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm wide for paperbacks, but I'm I'm exclusive to Amazon at the moment. But I think as an independent author, nothing's ever just drawn in the sand, isn't it? You can decide. You know, you can do this yeah. for a couple of months, and then if you think 
is the wide worth it or is it is it better or is it worse or is it more trouble some i've just found it was more trouble and decided i'd just stick with amazon for, for a little bit which i've been on for a couple of years yes i mean now. it's it's clearly yeah. a lot more work in that yeah. respect but um it depends on whether your particular genre does really well on ku on kindle unlimited because yeah. if it does then you know you may decide that it's better to stay there i haven't lost anything put it that way at all no that's good I'm going wide yeah, that's really good. And how do you find... I found that um, that the lack of KU being there has meant that people tend to buy the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's quite good. Yeah, really good. I think sometimes um, it's quite hard to uh, get your yourself out there. Uh, it's hard to advertise on those other platforms. I find. I mean, there's a little bit you can do on Kobo and put it into their little promo things, but I. I, I, it was sort of a bit. I found it a bit hit and miss. But whether it was because it's grim dark fantasy then, and, and maybe the the you know the paranormal women's romance would do better wide. I don't know. I'll have to see how far you get and see if I want to follow you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. As I say, there's 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 um there's a few things that need to be done. It's early days on that. Yeah, point. yeah. I think it's, but I think it's good because you can suck it and see and see if it, see if it works out yeah. for you. So you're independent, and I noticed that you were you were moaning, and we will all be moaning about the time it takes for Amazon to tell you sell, send you the proof copies of your books it drives you mad doesn't it yeah so you finally got it the proof did, was it all right your proof of the, this this next this next book yeah it looks lovely actually yeah and the inside the inside was okay yeah. I, yes i've i've looked through and it's fine yes um, i've yeah. now got to do the reason i like the proof before i go any further is i like one last proper Me. proper proof read through it's been through and pro editor it's it's had um, story edits it's had line edits it's had all of the thing but there's always one in there you yeah. know there's always one sneaking about ready yeah. to grab you and sometimes just one last read you think of something don't you and yeah yeah it's quite good yeah, yeah I found uh, I had my proof back for the midwitch and mine mine came and I thought oh I don't know whether that just all means moving slightly to the left because I do my own covers oh. So I'm like, it all just needs like literally like two millimeters, but I can't leave it because I'm like a perfectionist. And then the, and I've list, illustrated these books, which is bizarre. <laughs> like I haven't got enough to do. <laughs> That's the trouble being able to draw, you see. Um, so I thought I'm going to illustrate these and they, then they're nice. But then I felt that the illustrations were, I placed them on a page thinking that looked artistic. But when I had the actual book in my hand, I thought, oh, no, that looks awful. I should have just put it in the middle. <laughs> so I had to redo it and then on it went yeah. but this, the last... I, this, this is this is not where my talents lie that's why I get him to do it because he's he's also um he's he he designs directly to sites for me yeah um and fits it tweaks it with the page numbers when I'm sure yeah so it's an exact fit so that the the borders sit beautifully and all of yeah, that so nice. it's not something I could do. probably yeah. learn but it you know got enough to do yeah well this is it and and I think sometimes some people do some some jobs you can do and other jobs you can't do yeah. you know it's like say, knowing I, I, it's I, knowing I where you yeah yeah that's it it's like so I, I can't be doing with the going wide thing I thought one one platform's enough for me I'm just going to stick with that for the time being see where it takes me but I can do a bit of drawing so there you go anyway right so um Caroline Noe where can people find you online my website is carolinenoe.org Caroline spelt in the sort of normal way C A C A R O l-i-n-e but the noe is n-o-e so so find that all one word links in the show notes 
as usual. And uh, yeah, so it's been lovely to talk to you and great to talk to another paranormal, paranormal women's fiction um, author. Yes. And uh, great and fun. More power to us. So fascinating to talk to Caroline Noe about her fantasy work there. And interesting um, that she's a photographer, I thought. Uh, and also look out for those book covers. They really are good. Um, they've got a kind of, uh, they've got a bit of humour in them, but you don't notice it straight away, which I think is rather clever. So, and good colours too. So that's Caroline Noe. Okay, so next week, my guest is going to be uh, Jane Johnson, who is not only a prolific writer, but she's also a um, a very well thought of editor in the traditionally published world and uh, and well-travelled as well and had a lot of stories to tell me. So stick around to hear Jane Johnson next Monday. Okay, so that's it for me this week. Um, thank you for listening. And um, you can find me at djbowmansmith.com um, as a, you know, writer for adults. And if you want to hear me, see me as a children's author, I'm tigermolly.com. You can find both of those things. Um and generally, if you put DJ Bowman Smith into any kind of social media, you should find me there. OK, so until next time, bye bye.